Sean Lukasik, and you're listening to Secrets in Service, nonprofit stories from the Southern Finger Lakes. We'd like to thank our primary sponsor, Arbor Housing and Development, for all of their support to make this podcast possible. This is a project of the Corning Area Chamber of Commerce, and specifically the Nonprofit Roundtable, a program by the Chamber and for its nonprofit members. The music is recorded and provided by the Orchestra of the Southern Finger Lakes, and we thank them so much for providing that for us as well. Our second episode features Beth Landon. She's the executive director at 171 Cedar Arts. And 171 is a community arts organization um, that provides uh, performance space, uh, classes for um, all ages, and uh, programs in visual arts, music, dance, ceramic arts. Um, I've been there myself. I've taken classes in the ceramic arts. I've, I've performed um, in the Black Box Theater they've got there, and it's just an incredible center to have uh, right here in Corning, New York. And so we're going to hear uh, from Beth Landon and all about um, her experience as the executive director um, and, and what it's like to have such an incredible uh, organization here in Corning. First, thank you so much for asking me to be here. I'm delighted. So I'm Beth Landon, and I'm executive director of 171 Cedar Arts Center. Um, I've been in this role for just about three years now, and it's very exciting for me anytime I get to talk about 171. Well, uh, yeah, tell us what goes on there. And um, I know it's one of those places... You know, the nonprofits that we talk to are all different and the energy in there is all different. But energy is a word that comes to mind when I think of 171. So what what's going on there these days? Yeah, so there's lots of energy at 171. You know, I like any other nonprofit, we had to adjust for the pandemic. Um, but I will say that even during the pandemic, we had a lot of energy at 171 and we adapted and, you know, you hear the word pivot. It was certainly a pivotal year for us, um, you know, from our mission that a big piece of what we do is we have exceptional classes and we have our gallery and we have live performances. And all of those indicate that you are going to be face to face and live and in person. And we had to change all that. And so it was really, I think, a testament to an incredible staff and faculty and our constituents, too, everyone who takes classes and is a part of our 171 family and membership, that we were able to be flexible and we're a creative lot and we could reinvent ourselves to be able to offer virtual classes, um, performances that were live at some level, whether they were Zoom live together or live and then recorded in any way that we could do that so that we could then present out something that was virtual. And the same thing with our gallery. We had online exhibitions. Um, Well, and the first part of your mission is to enrich the community by doing all of those things. Right. So um, how is our community enriched or how is our community different because of 171? Oh, I think it's different in so many ways. Um, really for us um, at 171, it's just, it, it fills us with so much gratitude for our community when we see children that, for example, start out in a dance program when they're three years old. And then we get to see them as they 
grow their talent as they mature and you know you nurture that spirit of the arts within them and then watch them as they graduate from high school and sometimes even come back and sometimes come back to teach. We have several um, faculty members who started out as kids taking lessons at 171. Um, so we enrich the community in that way. We bring a lot of culture and diversity um, to the Corning area. It's not just Corning, mm-hmm. but the surrounding counties as well. Mm-hmm. And I like to think we add vibrancy in so many ways to the lives of people who live here and visit. I would agree with that. I mean, as someone who has taken courses there myself, who has seen performances there, who has put on performances mm-hmm. there, taken dance classes, I've tried to take advantage of having that center so close to town, so close to where I live um, as much as possible. And so, um, as just my personal experience, I could totally attest to everything you just said about what it does for the community and then for the individuals that interact with it, whether it's as an audience member or a student, a teacher, whatever the the entrance point is. Right. And I think that kind of testimonial is what we love to hear because that just makes, I don't know, reinforces for us the reason for our being, the reason for um, an art center, a community art center right here in the heart of Corning. Yeah. Yeah. Now talk about your role and how you see your role played out there at, you know, at 171, um, because as the executive director, you've got to have your hands in so many things. And I know that means you don't always get to like, just enjoy it or just have fun. But um, I, knowing you personally, I know that you do have fun as well. So like, so how do you manage that? How do you how do you have fun, but also like accomplish what needs to be done in the community for the organization? So I wear a lot of hats, as yeah. you might imagine. There's the whole administrative piece of run, running 171 Cedar Arts Center. There's the financial management piece of that. But I am an artist and mm-hmm. an artist at heart in so many ways. And I have a background not just in visual arts, but in high school and theater. And I love music and I love dance. I'm not good at Either of those, but I I love them both. Um, So it lets me have fun because I know not only that what I'm doing, I am surrounded by art every day and I see the smiles on people's faces when they come in Mm -hmm. to do what they love to do. And you know our mission, which is offering exceptional um, arts education, Mm -hmm. exhibiting contemporary artists and doing live performances. The thing for me that makes my job so exciting and let me have so much lets me have so much fun is really the outcome of all of that, which is reaching our vision. And that is frankly to enhance the quality of life by developing balanced, fully realized citizens <laughs> through the arts. Yeah. Um, so, you know, I do all of those things as you say, you know, I've got my hands in all of the parts of 171. Mm-hmm. But I have to say I'm able to enjoy it for a number of reasons. One, just my love of the arts, but two, I have an incredible staff team that works closely together every single day. Yeah. And they carry a lot of the the heavy they do a lot of the heavy lifting for different parts of the organization and as a team make it all come together. So then I can sometimes step back and really yeah. enjoy yeah, and you know, having seen your work and and seen your artwork and like the different ways that you can contribute in the community and at 171, um, and again, this is me talking personally. Having having seen that from you, um, I have to say there are a lot of leaders who might say like, 
yeah, some of the stuff is really tedious because I really just want to teach or I really just want to do the artwork or, so, you know, some part of it. But you're the type of leader that like really has a vision and loves to see that unfold. I think um, what you do is so valuable in the community, not only at 171, but as um, an example and as a leader for a lot of other nonprofit organizations. Do you do you feel like you get a lot of enjoyment out of that leadership piece also? Actually, I do. Yeah, it seems that I, way. I do, yeah. and I enjoy working very much with other nonprofit leaders. I think there's such a huge piece of the whole concept of collaboration and community collaboration is so important yeah. to everything we do. And, you know, 171 Cedar Art Center could operate in a silo. We could just say, let's teach classes or here's what we do. But what we do best is work in the community. Yeah. So if that means holding hands with the Corning Youth Center to bring a program to disadvantaged youth, that's what we want to do. If that means showing up somewhere publicly to do create public art or help others learn mm -hmm. art, that's what we do. It's just a very exciting piece of the leadership role um, to work with other leaders in the community to make things happen. Yeah. Well, let me put you on the spot, and it's uh -oh. sort of putting you on the spot because okay. I did prep you with this question so people listening don't think that I'm just like throwing this out there. But what do you find is the most meaningful part of your work because you love that leadership piece? You love, you're an artist yourself. Um, you appreciate the artwork. You love working with kids. What to you is the most meaningful part of the work that you do there? I think that has probably for me changed over the three years a little okay. bit. Um, I've already talked about the piece that's so meaningful, just watching art mm -hmm. and how it works in the lives of individuals who either take classes or come to our performances or watching their faces light up as they um, come in to see exhibits. Mm -hmm. But I also have seen over the last couple of years just how important it is to bring the diversity of the arts and not, I'm not just talking about different disciplines of arts, mm -hmm. but I'm also talking about the spirit and the, the force and the power that art can bring to a movement, to a message, and to be able to bring culture and diversity into this community through a variety of artists, some of them from here, mm -hmm. some of them from in the region um, mm -hmm. or beyond, to bring their message, to bring diversity, to open the eyes of people in our community that there is a greater, bigger picture out there yeah. and we can enjoy that through the arts. That's meaningful to me and working with other organizations in this area to make that happen and to, to really spread the message that art can bring. Yeah. Yeah. That's yeah. Important. And there, well, there's so many different roles that nonprofits play um, and, that really resonates with me. Um, you know, I'm on the board for the Historical Society and there it's more about facts. It's more about trying to tell actual stories, whereas at 171 and maybe at the Rockwell Museum or CMOG or other arts-based um, uh, cultural institutions, you're talking about interpretation. And um, it's so important to bring that diversity piece because things can be interpreted in so many different ways and then represented um, in those vast number of ways as well. So, yeah, that really resonates. Right. It's true, I think. Yeah. Um, so 
I know that you're a part of the um, the nonprofit group with the Corning Area Chamber of Commerce. Um, I know that you uh, are really well connected throughout the community. Um, talk about this community as sort of an interconnected one, because part of the point of this whole podcast is to, to demonstrate that um, the Southern Finger Lakes is unique and that we all work together. We all, whether you're cultural institution, a history museum, a social services provider, there's a lot of learning from one another and working mm-hmm. together. Um, so how have you experienced that in this region? In a number of ways. The first example I'll give you is, I think you know I was on the board of the Community Foundation Mm -hmm. for a number of years. And looking at the different types of people, and again, you see the interconnectedness of individuals who are willing to give of their time to be a part of something bigger, bigger than what they individually can bring. There's a lot of synergy in pulling together organizations in this community. And you will see people who are on, we used to have conversations about conflict of interest and not in a bad way, but in a good way yeah. is that, you know, if, if you're sitting together and you have people from business, from nonprofit, um, from the arts, from different disciplines and areas of life, and they come together in one place, you get this sort of melting pot or cauldron of ideas that can come together and really make a difference in the community, mm-hmm. which doesn't is not a conflict of interest, but it's almost a, a synergistic melding of all those things where you say, aha, because yeah. it's not art in a silo and it's not business in a silo and it's not, but what can we bring to grow our community? And I think that's a really important piece of all of this. Yeah. Um, the other thing that I just example I'd like to bring up is I was having a conversation today with Naila Ansari, who is a professor at Buffalo State University, but Mm -hmm. she's also leading a project that we're doing through 171 in conjunction with Corning Incorporated um, as our sponsor called Choreography of Black Women Joy in Corning. Mm -hmm. So Naila has done this project in other areas, but always big you know, large metropolitan areas. Yeah. And because of that, she's made a point so that there's some synergy amongst the women that she's interviewing and doing some choreography with, that they are groups that know each other. Mm-hmm. She didn't have that luxury when she came to Corning. Sure. We pulled together black women who are willing to be a part of this project, and they were from all walks of life. She was amazed because when they got in the room and met each other, even if they, they, none of them were from the same, and I'm putting air quotes around group or mm-hmm. affinity group, yep, whatever, yep. but they all had some connection through something to each other. Or she said, I literally watched them make connections yeah. and the energy in the room was incredible because they all had at the heart of it, a desire to contribute back to the community through whatever gifts they had, whether it was performance, music, business, science, and it was a combination of all of those things. Yeah. yeah. So I think that's really unique about this area. I, I love that about this area. And there are small pockets in and throughout the area where we don't necessarily know each other, but sometimes it takes a place like 171 to make those connections. And all of a sudden, someone from one neighborhood or one walk of life or one uh, industry or something in, in Elmira uh, 
is becomes a friend because we decided to take a ceramics class together or some you know something like that so i love that that becomes that center for for connection in that way right it's really exciting um who has been you know talk about individual connections who has been a, a mentor for you in this community or someone that you've really connected with and and um, have grown your career or um, just felt like you've grown as a person because you know them? I have to say Lois Welk. Oh, yeah. <laughs> so I remember when I first moved into the community, 171 was a big part of my life. I was a single female mid-career hire at mm-hmm. Corning Incorporated at that mm-hmm. time. And this, honestly, in the downtown Corning, the streets always rolled up at 6 o'clock at night. Yeah. I mean, it was crazy. And now there's much more to do. But at the time, there wasn't much. And I had an interest in the arts. So... That was my, 171 was my social hub. Mm-hmm. And then it became so much more. But I met Lois when I first came here. Yeah. And then I watched her do crazy fun performances, creative like her parking lot dance. Yeah. Um, and then I met her again when I, I think we were both on a bus to Albany to do some um, political work. And she and I connected and chatted and um, got to know each other a little bit more. But then when I got into this position, day one on this job, she showed up in my office Mm -hmm. with flowers to congratulate me for becoming executive director. We started to talk and then we started to collaborate. And she, you know, she brings a long history of 171 and pieces of 171 that I didn't know. So that grew my knowledge of what 171 once was and Mm -hmm. what it what it could be and you know we get together and have brainstorming sessions um and just from a collaborative um reaching out trying to find performances you know I have a lot of things in my background but that was not a piece that was I thought my greatest strength coming into this job was to be able to find performances and things that would interest the area and Lois has just been incredible about that um and she, you know, she's still very much part of the heartbeat of 171 in so many ways. I mean, yeah. What I mean, Lois is an incredible woman that I've known myself for for a long time. Um, but I think one of the things that I love personally about Lois, and I think what she brings to the community is, she's a an incredible dancer. She's an incredible yes. performer, an incredible artist um, who's been all over the world. But she knows the importance of being an audience member, too. And I mean that in a literal way. And I also mean that in a figurative way of like, she really pays attention to what is going on and and who's performing well, whether it's on a stage or in your case, you know, starting a new job as executive director. Um, She is a fan, an audience member. She's a a witness to a lot of what happens in the community. Um, And I think for me anyways, personally, when, as you were talking about Lois, that's what I take away from her and have for many years is that she's just such a a supporter in that way. And I I love her for that. I do too. And I have to say the word cheerleader comes to mind because she has been that for me in so many ways and just keeping the, keeping things even during the COVID shutdown, just being super enthusiastic with a touch of realism, which is good. And she knows how to get things done, which has been very helpful to me in learning how to um, work not only with performers, but 
getting grants to make things happen and just the whole New York state system. Um, she's just been very, very helpful at so many levels. Yeah. Well, um, how can someone get involved or find a class or learn more about 171 um, if they're interested in any of those things, teaching, taking a class, uh, doing something virtually? Um, what's the best way for someone to find out more? Okay, well, let's go through the list. The easiest answer is go to our website. Yeah, yeah, That's yeah. uh, www.171cedararts.org. And from there, you can branch off into any of those areas. Um, if you're interested in teaching a class, go to our classes and there's a drop down and you can find um, a class proposal if you're interested in proposing something uh, and approach um, Christy Burns as our program manager. You can just bring in an idea and oftentimes that ends up in a class or a workshop. If you'd like to take a class, again, start with the website um, and see where that leads you. Uh, we will be launching a new website, by the way, uh, in late fall or early winter, Great. and I think that's that's very exciting for us. I yeah. think it'll be a lot more navigable in terms of finding the class that you want to take. If you don't see something that you would like taught, please let us know. Um, you can also, you know, we, we aren't just a, a virtual entity. Come and visit. Yeah. Drop definitely. in. See the gallery. Um, yeah. We always have something on display. And you can talk to our folks at the front desk, either our administrative manager, Noelle Curran, um, or one of the evening or part-time people in the weekend, and just really get a feel for what we're all about. Mm -hmm. They can tell you more information, um, but become a part. And of course, we're always looking for volunteers and uh, people who want to get involved in so many ways, and then look for our live performances as well. Awesome. Well, thank you very much for your time and for uh, being one of the first on this podcast series. Um, so a bit of a guinea pig, as it were, but uh, I love talking with you and um, really appreciate your time um, on this podcast. Well, thank you. And anytime I can be a guinea pig for the arts, I'm willing to do that. <laughs> I know Thanks that so to much, be Sean. true. I know that to be true. Thank you. Okay. Take care. Thank you. so much for tuning in and listening to this episode of Secrets in Service, Nonprofit Stories from the Southern Finger Lakes. You can subscribe to our podcast and get all of the episodes uh, directly in your inbox uh, by visiting Apple Podcasts or Spotify or any of the places that you like to download podcasts. Once again, I want to thank Arbor Housing and Development for sponsoring this project um, and to the Corning Area Chamber of Commerce and the Nonprofit Roundtable for making it possible. Music is provided by the Orchestra of the Southern Finger Lakes, and you can find out more about this organization and uh, any of the organizations that we're going to be talking with on this podcast at secretsinservice.org.